Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you two years ago today. Eddie Van Halen passed away. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. The Edmonton Oilers returning last night from their fourth and final uh, preseason game in Abbotsford. We'll have a bit of a recap in last night's game. There's been uh, multiple developments during the course of the morning and into the early afternoon. And in fact, we're going to go quickly into our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That is how you build a legacy. And we'll tell you right from the get-go here, the Edmonton Oilers today at 10.30 announced that Steve Stales, a.k.a. Steady Steve during his playing days, has returned to the Oilers organization as a special advisor to the hockey operations staff with a focus on player development. Steve Stales was most recently the president and general manager of the Hamilton Bulldogs working for Michael Andelauer, who many people think might be a future NHL owner. Uh, Steve Stales previously had worked with the Toronto Maple Leafs in a developmental role. A lot of people around hockey circles think that Steve Stales is future GM material. Steve Stales will join us today at 12.15 on Orders Now. It's a Thursday. That means for GCL Diesel, Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers Sports and Color Analyst will swing by. At 1 o'clock, our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky will be Washington Capitals color analyst and former, uh, well, had a cup of coffee at the Oilers, but a guy that played close to 400 games in the league himself, Al May, and at 135 for legacy heating, including John Shannon. So we got a lot to get to. You can reach us at any time on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 7804960063. Stay charged up this fall. Bring your player's club card to the venue and get a free River Creek portable charger. For more information, head to the rivercreekresort.com. And a reminder, just after 1 o'clock today, an opportunity for you to get in on uh, a potential uh, evening uh, with uh, Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft at the Wood River Creek coming up Saturday night, courtesy of our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Now, you can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleypinefloors.com for more information. Yesterday, Cam Moon, Brendan Escott, host of the show. Brendan's on the other side of the glass. How you doing, my man? What's going on? What's shaking? Yeah, it's, uh, well, not the result that anyone was looking for last 
night, but maybe a bit of a predictable one based on the rosters that were yeah, raised. They had a little bit more juice going. Uh, it was a weird. Uh, we had lots of we had lots going on during the course of last night's game. We had, we had no ambience. We had no crowd mic, no anything. Uh, so it kind of changed the complexion of the audience. In fact, let's get to it. By the way, I do want to mention a couple more things that have just uh, sort of broken here in the last ten minutes. So we might as well get right to it. The Edmonton Oilers um, have placed both Calvin Pickard. Uh, and and Slater Cuckoo on waivers. Now, Slater Cuckoo, uh, we heard Ken Holland read a, um, an, I guess, an address from uh, Slater Cuckoo's agent, Rich Winter, but uh, Slater Cuckoo has been on a personal leave, and uh, he is uh, going on waivers here for the purposes of an assignment uh, down the road uh, in Bakersfield. So, again, our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get a no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. We'll tell you we'll have Steve Stales coming up in about five minutes' time. Oilers Now Audio Vault is presented daily by Direct Workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear. Have it customized all in one trip. To Jack Michaels' call of last night's game. Well, the Oilers' latest stop on the North American Tour of the 2022 preseason brings us to Abbotsford, British Columbia. Garland out to the point, ripped by Ekman. Larson off the post, rebound score. Just as the Canucks come back to full strength, it's Hoaglander. It's a cutting McDavid at center ice. Through two Canucks, a third, driving to the net. Quick shot score! Connor McDavid from his own blue line. Nurse set the table, and McDavid did the rest. We are tied at one. A breathtaking goal by last year's scoring champion. Look, I know it's just preseason, but that's a hell of a goal. And that's a goal where you're going to be, you know... We've seen him walk Oliver Ekman Larson before in a similar situation, left shot D, but that time he catches Quinn Hughes. Now a race for the pockets, Hyman shorthanded, taps it home. What a play, Hyman picking up a bobbling puck, bringing it to his backhand midair, mind you, and tapping it past the beleaguered Spencer Martin for a shorthanded goal. Now you've got Hughes on corking, and it's tipped home in front. I think Pearson might have gotten a piece. Connor Garland, another breakaway. Wrist shot to save. Squeezed through, and then Garland tucked home his own rebound. Hamilton comes over and crunches Jason Dickinson, takes the puck from him, and will send one up the left-hand side for McDavid, driving toward the net. Backdoor, shoveled home, and the Edmonton Oilers have tied the game. James Hamlin finishes from McDavid, but that play created by Marcus Hamilton. Cross-ice Pedersen, did it one time, it shoots and scores. Top left corner. And the Canucks bang one home on the power play anyway. Here's a quick shot fanning on it. Nugent Hopkinson, and he scored. A little knuckle puck that he floated toward the Vancouver net. Chipped out in front. Horvat. Pedersen, a one-timer, scores. And a frustrated Darnell Nurse, angered that he couldn't get into the shot lane. 5-4 Canucks. Pedersen, second of the period, both on the power play. That was the one-timer, and he scored in nearly the same spot, top left corner. Well, they've only given him nine power plays in this game. Down to four seconds, long pass, completed to Hyman. Down the middle, Nurse, a backhander at the horn, and a save, Spencer Martin. Somehow the Canucks gave up 150 feet of ice in four seconds for a good chance for Nurse, but Martin makes one last save, just his 18th of the night. 
All right. So, bottom line here, Oilers took nine penalties in that game. Calgary's on the power play nine separate times. They scored three power play goals. They basically scored another goal right at the conclusion of a power play. Uh, Edmonton had a lack of discipline. Um, they had some okay performances. Here's Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft. Well, that was a competitive game. Um, you know, we were in it right till the last second. Um, had, we're down uh, down by one. I thought we had two great A's down the stretch there in the last minute or so. Um, there were some good moments for us. Obviously, uh, taking, I think it was 10 penalties tonight, the disparity between the teams was 10 to 2 for us. And taking 10 penalties, it's not, I don't believe, uh, conducive to winning games. Um, so there's things we can clean up and help ourselves with on that side of things. Yeah, no question, and it was on Edmonton. That's all there is to it. This was not one where, like, where, you know, come on, nine for one team, three. The Oilers deserved virtually all of them. Zach Hyman had this to say on Edmonton's propensity to take penalties in the preseason. That's kind of weird. Preseason's weird like that. The call is kind of, you know, everybody's trying to figure out uh, the calls. A couple weird ones. You know, I didn't even see the one, uh, you know, that I got. I didn't see the guy. kind of instant on contact. A couple of those. But, yeah, I mean, it'll clean up. It'll it'll get uh, a lot less sloppy when the regular season comes around. And, again, the Oilers did not play Vander Kane and Leon Dreisettel, Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, now, the Canucks didn't have uh, JT Miller, and Brock Besser's out for them as well. Uh, Vancouver did have five of their top six defensemen. The Oilers only dressed three. 12-15 in Edmonton. When we come back, uh, the newest member returning to the Oilers organization in a, in a uh, uh, management role. Uh, we are going to hook up with Steve Stales. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are uh, going to be paying homage to Eddie Van Halen all day today. Two years ago, he passed away on this date. So, uh, look, I mentioned the fact that uh, Calvin Pickard and Slater Cuckoo both went on waivers. That's because they have to clear to go to the minors. Um, just remember that players that are in PTOs can be released at any time. It's 12-18 in Edmonton, and we are going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. And uh, go to our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Now, the liner here says it just might be the best you've ever tasted. It just might be? Come on, man. It is the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Multiple locations in the Edmonton area to serve you. And we welcome back to the show, uh, back on board with the Edmonton Oilers organization in a uh, management role. Steve Stales, who uh, I bumped into him a couple times here over the last little while, but Steve Stales was rejoining the Edmonton Oilers as special advisor to the hockey operations staff with a focus on player development. We welcome back Steve Stales. Steve, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, interesting times, to say the least. I know we uh, we had a chance to have a conversation. You were in town for the start of the training camp. Obviously, this has been in the works for a while. I, I also bumped into you uh, by the house. Uh, 
because uh, uh, we lived relatively close to each other when you played for the Edmonton Oilers, and I know you're in town to see some friends and here for the World Juniors. How long has this been going on in terms of, uh, because I know it's there's there has been some rumblings out there that there were some other teams looking for you. Maybe just uh, if you could uh, give us a bit of a sense of, uh, of sort of how this all ended up occurring where you returned to the Oilers organization today. Yeah, for sure, Bob. I mean, we we've had I've had conversations with uh, with the Oilers kind of on and off. Like you know, I think in a position that I'm in in junior, you know, you you have dialogue with NHL teams, and you know, some are uh, you know you know you have quick dialogue, and some of them get a little bit more uh, more serious and a little bit more interesting. And I think my dialogue with the Oilers continued to progress, uh, you know, uh, through the end of last year and into the off season, and. Um, you know, I, I've, I've had such a great run here in Hamilton with uh, a great uh, owner, Michael Michael Ann Lauer, and we've had success here, and I've, I've really enjoyed all my time here. So I've never really taken my eye off that to try and plan on what next steps might look like, but uh, um, I always wanted to make sure that I was going to, it was going to be the right role and certainly with the right people. And, uh, you know, I was out there for training camp for a few days and got really excited about uh you know the Oilers organization obviously Ken Holland um and and the rest of the staff and I just thought it was a uh, it was a real good fit and the dialogue kind of continued on from there uh you mentioned Michael and Laura and the importance of of working for the right people you actually played uh for Daryl Cates when he took over uh, ownership of the team and I know that uh, we had chances uh, specifically you and me and maybe Sean Horkoff and, and Ethan Morrow at times to discuss where the organization was headed well, it, well you know coming back in that building for the world it, did you did you see back then maybe where um you know Daryl Cates could could push the Oilers off the ice and, and did you get a sense of it at that time when which is not to disrespect anything that Cal Nichols and the Edmonton Investors Group did yeah, certainly. I think, well, it was my first time at training camp where I actually got the full tour uh, of the facility and of the building and was obviously just blown away with, uh, uh, you know, the amount of, uh, you know, time and effort and, and uh, you know, investment that Daryl has put into not only the arena, but the surrounding community and his passion for the Edmonton Oilers and uh, and uh, our community in Edmonton. So um, that was another revelation. You can see from the outside looking in on his commitment to the organization and everything that he's done. Um, but really it got to set in when I looked around and, uh, you know, uh, just, just everything that the players get, the, the facility, um, you know, and what a great fan experience it is as well. So, um, yeah, coming out of uh, the beloved Rexall place where I got to play most of all my games for the Oilers, um, certainly you get to see the, the commitment that uh, Daryl has put into the organization. He's played over 1,000 games in the National Hockey League, 573 of which were with the Edmonton Oilers. Steve Stales joining the Oilers organization uh, today in a management role. Now, Steve, you have worked in development four for an, an NHL team with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is this a, I, I, I'm going to guess this is a far more advanced position at this time. Is that fair? Well, I think there's more to it for sure. I mean, when I worked for the Leafs, it was just strictly in player development. Although, in my third year there, um, when they made a coaching change, I would, you know, I went down. I was the assistant coach for half season as well, coaching the defense. So, um, you know, it's been an interesting ten years since I retired from playing. Um, you know, it's great that I'm rejoining the Oilers, obviously an organization that. Uh, that meant so much to me as a player, but really I've been away from the Oilers for 10 years. And I, I think that's important. I, you know, uh, you know, I'm kind of 
looking to you know further my my uh, you know time away from uh, in management in different capacities in three years with the Toronto Maple Leafs and then uh, in a couple of different roles there and then seven years in junior hockey albeit we missed one for uh, you know for COVID but uh, um, it's been you know an interesting you know ten years of learning uh, different experiences I think. This experience in Hamilton, uh, Bob, has been outstanding for me to be able to, you know, really see all areas of the organization, really, you know, be be totally involved in the drafting process, recruiting, um, signing players, trades. Um, you know, it's just been it's been wonderful. So I think when I looked at that next step uh, and doing it with the right people, um, you know, in this role that I talked to Ken about, I think player development is certainly one area where. Uh, I have some experience and can be able to come in right away and help out, but um, there'll be other areas where I'll, I'll be able to support the already really strong staff that's there. Did you, like, when you you kind of willed yourself to your NHL career, like, you know, you weren't a, like an undrafted player, but it, it didn't happen overnight for you, and you had to carve out sort of an, and, hey, you were one of the greatest free agent signings in Edmonton Oilers history. I mean, maybe Kevin Lowe's best move ever when he brought you in. Um but was there a defined development person or was that sort of ownership on the the hands of assistant coaches working with young defensemen and that sort of thing when when i played yeah when you when you first yeah. came in yeah when i first came i mean development it's it's a new uh, area i think that uh, really i mean i think as you see these players evolve and how our games evolved and at the NHL level that it's, it's younger. And with the salary cap, you really got to be, you know, a student, you're drafting and the development portion as well. So, uh, you know, it's critical to an organization to maybe, you know, make some strides in those areas. And, uh, um, you know, so when I played, there was none of that. I mean, I listened to, you know, to Charlie Huddy and Mac T and, and Billy Moores and, you know, try and guide me along, but you know, you, you know, they would do extra with you on the ice, but, uh, um, you know, right from when players are drafted now to be able to, you know, help nurture them and, and work with where, whatever team they're, they're at, if they're back at junior or wherever they may be, to, you know, try and expedite the process, try and use all our resources to make sure you nurture the athlete, both on and off the ice. And uh, I think that's a great benefit that I bring to the organization is being around this young generation over the last seven years is really given me a good understanding of how they work and, uh, um, you know, areas that I'd be able to help them out with. Steve, is it strictly, strictly numbers that the OHL is the best league? I mean, there's 14.5 million people in Ontario, and there's 20 teams. There's basically 10 million people in Western Canada, maybe 10.5 million, and there's 22 teams. Uh, there's 18 teams in Quebec, and there's... Uh, eight and a half million people I, and i guess we'll include the, the maritime so maybe they're up to nine but is it is it strict or is there something intrinsic with how you know is there is there something about the gthl and how that works that it, it seems to me that as a rule of thumb the ohl appears to be the best league of the three major junior leagues yeah, hard, hard to pinpoint. I mean, I've been, been to two Memorial Cups with uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs here, and I'll tell you, the competition is incredible uh, when you do get to the Memorial Cup. But, I mean, uh, as far as depth, I, I would assume that, you know, population would have, uh, you know, an impact on that for sure. But there's great hockey programs all over. I mean, really, um, you know, we got to match up against the Oil Kings in the, the Memorial Cup, and you see uh, – you know, the great work that's been done there as well. And, 
you know, so I guess as a whole, I really haven't looked at it that way, but I think population would certainly have an impact on, on uh, the competition for sure. All right, I got one final one for you, and it's a bit of a curveball, because I don't know how much of the stuff you guys did in the OHL, but it's an ongoing. There is no salary cap on R&D and research and development uh, in the NHL. It's on the players. Um, how open-minded are you to the advancement? And, we, and You and me were talking about this 12 years ago, 13 years ago when you were here. How open-minded are you to analytics and uh, and video and different ways now in terms of getting data entry points on players? I can say we used it extensively here in Hamilton. You know, it wasn't like we went around and talked about it a lot, but uh, we used it extensively here. There, there's no doubt that it's an, it's a great tool. Um, you know, the data is there. It's, it's how you want to use it, but there's certainly – areas where I felt that it was uh, a bit of a differentiator in my decision-making, uh, whether it be via trade, a little bit more challenging on really trying to evaluate a, a player in the U6, or the 16U draft to try and find sort of some of the data points that may be, um, you know, effective on, on some decision-making. Um, but certainly as, as you enter into the Ontario Hockey League, uh, we use it extensively for our teams, our team uh, and also our coaches did as well and so um i really think that it's a great tool uh, i've learned a lot about it i don't profess to be an expert in the area but certainly i've uh, um really liked the, the to, to be able to use that as a tool and a backdrop to be able to make the right decisions steve great stuff look forward to uh seeing you are you are you coming back to edmonton here sometime in the next couple of weeks I will be in next week, yeah, just to get up and running and then uh, some travel scheduled for sure. All right. Well, uh, this won't be the last one you and me are doing, so thank you for your time. I appreciate it, Bob. Have a great day. There you go. That is Steve Stales. He's returning uh, in a developmental and advisory role with the Edmonton Oilers management team, one of the very popular players on a team for a generation that maybe didn't get to have the privilege of watching the Oilers of the 80s. That 06 team will always be special. They were massive overachievers, and perhaps Steve Stales was the physical embodiment of that. He's had a successful career. career and there are a lot of people think uh, that he'll be in a senior executive role within the next uh, two to three seasons somewhere and right now it appears to be in Edmonton it is 1229 in Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with uh, today is it is it Eileen Bell today I'm confused it's Evan Cook now and Eileen the rest of the way well my apologies maybe I should check the script what do you think Brendan would that help uh, Evan Cook up next back with Louis DeBrusque